Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets presented by PrizePix here on the Mayo Media Network. I am Matt Moody here to bring you through Thursday's 10 game NHL slate of action. Um, so as you longtime listeners, you know, uh, been a month now, tend to know uh, DJ and I tend to do this. DJ Mitchell, um, you know, we had him some technical issues. So it's just me. We figured we'd get it done, get you guys to goods and then get on out of here. So uh, as I alluded to, we do have 10 games. It's a loaded uh, Thursday night of hockey. So uh, I'm just really looking forward to getting into things. Um, so just off the top, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, leave us a thumbs up, uh, leave us a comment, your favorite bet or your favorite DFS play of the night. And, you know, anything else that you want to do uh, is greatly appreciated, whether you're listening to on a podcast, you know, leaving a five-star review, uh, anything like that, honestly, or just follow us on Twitter, Mayo Media Net. Uh, I'm at Fake Moods, you know, just any sort of engagement. We love to hear from you guys. Um, you know, there Tuesday was a pretty good night for us, I would say. A lot of our favorite bets, you know, did hit. DJ's out here posting, you know, four-leggers, that 12-to-1 payout. Uh, so be sure to follow him. You know, you get some more bets there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to bring you through Thursday's 10 games. Uh, but before we do that, I do want to talk to you about prize fix. Uh, so make sure you head on over to prizefix.com and use promo code MMN, as in Mayo Media Network, when you sign up. Um, now, what you're doing over there is you are picking up to five players. Uh, you're picking the over or the under on their assigned fantasy score. And as a refresher, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist, and a half point for a shot, a half point for a blocked shot. Um, now, we do have a couple of plays to get you started here. So the first guy, David Pasternak, over five and a half against the Buffalo Sabres. We'll talk about this in just a second, uh, but this game is ripe for Boston to really, you know, just lay the hammer down on the Sabres who are obviously reeling. Uh, you know, funny enough, Boston has yet to play Buffalo this season. Um, so as bad as, you know, Buffalo has been and as good as Boston has been, they haven't faced off. Um, so I think I'm going to take advantage of this. I think Pasternak has a monster game here. Uh, we're talking, you know, multi-point game. He only needs a couple shots to get you over that hump. And I think he has a multi-goal game in him here. Um, so I really think that, you know, this Boston team will come in, they'll take care of business, and we know exactly who will do the damage. That is David Pasternak. Now, for a guy a bit lower down the board, uh, 2.9, Clayton Keller, Um you know, this Arizona-Anaheim game is a battle of two pretty poor defensive teams. Uh, certainly, last 10 games for both these teams, they're among the worst in the NHL. So I think there will be some pace here, um, you know, going both ways. And Clayton Keller is playing a premium power play role. He's on the top power play. Uh, he's a he's a skilled guy. We absolutely know he's, you know, one of the most talented players on the Arizona roster. And something that we'll cover in a bit more depth, uh, Connor Garland, the guy who takes up most of the shots uh, for this Arizona team, hasn't been on the power play, you know, with Keller. So there's just a little bit more to go around. I think that number is far too low for a guy, you know, with the top six role, a top power play role going against the Anaheim Ducks. Um, so, you know, when you're over on prize picks, make sure you use, use those two picks to get your uh, entry started. You can pick up to five. Uh, and if you pick five, you can get up to 10x your entry fee back. So just make sure you're heading over to pricefix.com and use promo code MNN. All right, let's get into Thursday's action here. 
we will get started with this Pittsburgh at New Jersey game. Um, now, as of recording, we do not know the status of Pavel Zaka or Evgeny Malkin. So on both sides of this game, we do have some question marks. Uh, currently, Pittsburgh is a minus 177 road favorite. And New Jersey, you can bet them as a home underdog at plus 145. To me, this sort of feels like a you know classic home underdog to take the value there. Um, I, I just don't think New Jersey's been playing that poorly. And Pittsburgh hasn't been that impressive. They're coming off of a couple of, you know, not necessarily impressive games against Boston. They did win one of them, um, but they just didn't really generate much. So I'm thinking that the money line here on New Jersey makes you know the most sense in my book. And that if you were looking to bet the over or the under, kind of feeling the under. I don't really see where a ton of these goals are coming from. Um you know, I just I just don't really see a, a high tempo, exciting game, especially relative to some of these other games on the 10 game slate here. Um, a couple of player props to keep an eye on. Kasperi Kapanen did get the top power play job uh, without Malkin. Now, of course, he does lose some of his shine, given that, you know, Malkin at five on five, you know, helps his five on five production. But I do think that if you want to take a stab on this Pittsburgh power play, Kapanen at plus 270 to score a goal. Not too bad when you consider all of the other guys, uh, Gensel, Crosby, Rust, uh, are you know plus 190 or lower odds. So plus 270 for this guy. I think that's a perfectly fine bet if you want to take a shot at the Pittsburgh side of things. On the New Jersey side of things, um, a player that I, I think you know will be regularly mentioned um, when we talk about New Jersey, will be Kyle Palmieri. Uh, he's basically even money to go over two and a half. So he's been playing a ton of minutes. He's been playing the premium power play role. Uh, so I think he's the guy if you're looking for a shot prop from this game. I think he's your guy. Um, let's get over to Boston at Buffalo. I don't even know. You know, I don't even know what to say about this, guys. Like it's been it's been a tough year in Buffalo, but today was one of the worst days to be a Sabres fan, you know, Ralph Kruger finally fired. Um, I just, I don't really personally, I didn't really have an issue with the way Kruger seemed as a coach. It seemed like the players absolutely loved him even when they were losing 10 games in a row, but obviously something had to be done. Um, so perfectly fine with it. I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, they, they get a respectable coach in there and just sort of, you know, maybe shape things up at five on five because their power plays still fine. Uh, maybe Jack Eichel isn't dead. <laughs> we don't know what the issue with his, him is yet, but uh, just hope, you know, hope that he comes back and is healthy and that maybe next year we get a run. Um, but, you know, just appreciate everyone who's, you know, kept us in their thoughts as Sabres fans, just, uh, you know, a rough time to be a Sabres fan. So anyway, we're looking at Boston here, minus 245 uh, road favorites. Like this is, this is some serious disrespect to the Sabres. And they've absolutely earned it. So, you know, I don't have a problem with pushing the money line there or the puck line. Um, I don't think I'll be doing that myself, though. You know, I think as we alluded to in the prize pick segment, I think I'm really just focusing on, on the top line for Boston here. So something that I found really interesting was that over on DraftKings, when we look at a guy like Patrice Bergeron, uh, we're talking, you know, a point per game player on the best line in hockey priced at, 7,900 on a slate where Connor McDavid, Nate McKinnon in not quite as good matchups, certainly with McKinnon going against Minnesota, they're at 9K. 
So we're actually getting a pretty big discount in my estimation on Patrice Bergeron. Um, you can obviously stack them up with Pasternak and Marchand, um, but I just really want to centralize my exposure to this game on that top unit um, and the top power play, which also adds on Nick Ritchie and Matt Grizzlick. So I think this game's pretty straightforward for me um, in that I'm pretty interested in the Pasternak to score a goal at minus 106. Uh, of course, you know, it's it's always tough to sort of bet on the goal scoring in that way because you never know when a goalie will get hot. Thankfully for the Buffalo Sabres, we don't have to worry about that because I don't think they've had a goalie make a save in a couple months now. So uh, I'm not too worried about that prop. I think that's good value at roughly even money for the Pasternak goal. Um, a couple other spots in this game, as I mentioned, Nick Ritchie is going to be on that top power play for Boston. We saw some experimenting with David Krejci, but they're back to Ritchie. So plus 240 on Nick Ritchie to pick up a goal on that dynamic power play. I'm absolutely fine with that. I don't really have uh, too too much hesitations in placing that bet. Um, On the Sabres side, I just don't think there's anything you want to touch. Uh, I don't think there's a ton of value. You know, guys like Taylor Hall and Sam Reinhardt, Rasmus Dahlin, like, I would love to see them do well, but I, I'm just not doing it against this Boston team. We don't really know what the lines will look like uh, in the absence of a Kruger. We don't know if, you know, a guy like Jeff Skinner will get the boost into the top six. Like, maybe he should be. Um, there's, there's just a lot of unknown. So maybe keep an eye on Jeff Skinner if he moves up the lineup, but nothing that I really am overly excited about. So we can go from there over into Long Island, where Philly will take on the Islanders after getting absolutely embarrassed in MSG on Wednesday night. Uh, the Islanders in this one installed as an early favorite, minus 136. Honestly, I bet that line increases as the day goes on uh, because I think there will be some steam you know, against anti-flyer sentiment, let's call it, um, just given how embarrassing that performance was. Um you know, as far as this game is concerned, though, I do think there is a pretty valid argument to the over. Uh, it's set at five and a half, and I know that these Islanders games are always pretty, you know, touch and go when it comes to you know goal scoring. Um, but they've also, you know, they they've flashed the talent, they've flashed the goal scoring ability, and the Flyers certainly have as well. So I'm willing to bet on a bounce back from the Flyers' offense, and I think that the Islanders' offense sort of speeds up to match that. Um, So I like the over here and I do like the Islanders side of things Uh, as we alluded to on Tuesday's show uh, with the return of Pajot after a one game absence, the Islanders did sort of uh, revamp their power play units. They they put them back to basically what you would expect. Um, So that means that, you know, a line like Kiefer Bellows replacing Anders Lee with Everly and Barzell, they're all together at five on five and on the power play. So that's really useful for DFS purposes. I'm not sure there's a ton of value on the Bellows uh, goal prop, but it is worth noting, especially you know for you DFS players out there, because that's one of my favorite stacks of the night. Um, on the Flyers side, uh, bizarrely, the Flyers scratched Shane Gosses there on Wednesday night. I actually thought he was injured, and then I was reading after the game like, hey. Uh, no, that was just a healthy scratch. You need to play better defense. And, you know, what better what better F you to a coach is it than you get scratched for defense and your team lets up a nine spot. Uh, so I would fully expect Shane Goss to spare to draw back in here. 
Not that I think he's the most relevant fantasy piece, but that could alter someone like Ivan Provorov. Uh, his power play role has grown over time. So, you know, that's nice to see from a guy like Provorov, who we know is a big minutes guy. Um, and also Eric Gustafson, but that's not super relevant from a betting perspective. Um, so, so just thinking about that a bit. Uh, on the flyer side, I think anything around Voracek, Provorov, even Claude Giroux, um, that's where I want to go with my flyers exposure. You know, those guys have really sort of taken over the, the, the top power play billing, let's say. Um, and, you know, who knows? They could go scorched earth after Wednesday night, let's be real. Uh, so just stay tuned prior to puck drop, you know, to really get a great sense of what they will do. But I do think that Jake Voracek offers a lot of value both uh, in betting and in, you know, daily fantasy. All right. We can go from there into Columbus at Carolina. Uh, Carolina, I mean, Dougie Hamilton, if you had him at the over nine and a half, uh, you know, he smashed the the shot prop there because he had 11 shots on goal last game. I mean, just just MVP level stuff, fantasy wise, uh, betting wise from Dougie. Um, and honestly, you know, you might think that Columbus is a, you know, a better team than Detroit. And you're probably right, but it's actually not that crazy different a matchup. So, you know, if we do see anything similar, Carolina getting down early. We could absolutely see something very similar where, you know, Dougie is just firing from everywhere. Um, that's a lot of what Dougie offers you. He has a lot of, you know, he has a lot of shot upside and he obviously correlates well with the power play pieces there. So thinking about this game from a money lines perspective, I do think it's priced pretty appropriately at Carolina minus 200 favorite. Um You might be able to talk me into sort of sprinkling in some Columbus money lines but honestly, if you'd like to do that, I think you just sort of play, you know, Corpusalo or Merge Lincolns and DFS because, like we said, uh, if Carolina's trailing, they're going to fire a ton of pucks on that. And that's how you sort of capture that instant upside uh, daily fantasy game out of your goalie. So I don't think I'll be messing around with the money lines too much because, of course, our favorite player prop from this game, again, just set the recording and let it play. Andrei Sechnikov over two and a half shots, minus 148. I mean, this guy just does it every game. Um, You don't need me to continue to repeat that. So just don't forget him when you're filling out your card. Uh, He's pretty much an instant bet. You know, every time he's at two and a half, uh, he's one of the best rate shooters in the league. He's playing in a pretty, you know, uh, concentrated offense at this point in time with no Trocheck. So I just don't really think there's too many holes you can point in that player prop. All right. With that game covered, Tampa hosts Chicago uh, for seemingly the seventh time this season. Um, Tampa minus 275 at home. You know, a Patrick Kane game is lurking. And that's something that I am very cognizant of here. Um, So I'm not I'm not really sure what I want to do with this, you know, six total. I kind of feel like the over is the play, Um, you know, Chicago punches, Tampa punches back, Tampa keeps punching until there's seven, eight, nine goals on the board. Um, I can certainly see that happening here. But the one thing I did want to point out is that Patrick Kane, you know, honestly, where we already mentioned McDavid, McKinnon are $9,000 over on DraftKings. Patrick Kane is 7,700. And like, of course, the matchup is much more difficult. Um, But when something like matchup, and ownership are being like basically factored in. 
I don't think there's a better play on this slate than Patrick Kane in tournaments, you know, GPPs with the big money. Uh, you need to take some massive stands. And I think Patrick Kane offers a lot of potential for you to do that. Um, and so thinking about this game from like a, how could it play out? You could absolutely see Patrick Kane on the power play guys like Carl Soderberg and Adam Boakfist, you know, really pop off here. So I think that's the way I sort of want to treat this game. I don't love any of these Tampa pieces individually. Um, you know, maybe an Andre Pollat shot prop, but even then Braden Point's been picking it up as of late. So, and I don't know if I want to lay, you know, the money on Braden Point over two and a half. So I kind of feel more most comfortable with, you know, a Patrick Kane uh, related prop, maybe to score a goal um, or just focusing on the DFS side of things and, you know, playing cheaper guys like Carl Soderberg and Adam Mokfis, like I mentioned. Um, so, you could also talk me into a puck line. You know, I, I think that, um, you know, Tampa should take care of business here, but we have seen them struggle in the last couple of games to, you know, finish the deal, uh, losing uh, to Nashville and then, you know, uh, barely eking one out in a shootout against Dallas, uh, their most recent game. So uh, just a few things to think about in that one. All right. Half the slate left, sixth game of the night, Nashville. At Florida, Florida, another pretty sizable favorite here, minus 220. I'm not sure if anyone told you, you know, at the beginning of the season, like, hey, Florida is going to be favored over Nashville, uh, basically two to one. I I don't think anyone would have believed you. Like, these teams were projected to be pretty close to start the year, uh, but my gosh, have they gone in completely different directions. So uh, Florida, 19-5-4 on the year. I, I, I just think that his... I just think that their team is just playing so well right now. I'm not really sure how you could, you know, make a reasonable argument against uh, playing them, playing their players. So I think what I'll be doing with this one is looking at this over under of six and a half. And I just like, sure. I know that we've talked about Ely Tolvin and sort of opening up the, the, the national power play. And of course there are good offensive pieces on the Florida side, um, but this seems like it's priced at six and a half solely because of the goaltender struggles uh, so far this year. And I just don't really buy that. Um, you know, UC Saros could even be back for this one. And he's been, you know, noticeably better than Rene for the last couple of years. Um, so we might actually get a decent goaltender battle. And, and also, I should mention, Bob has been playing pretty good, too. Um, so I think the under on this one's actually a pretty strong bet. I think this is more of a three to one, three to two type finish. Uh, and even a 42 finish, you know, still gets you nice and comfortable. Uh, you backdoor that under. So I think that that's my favorite bet here. But if you want to look at player props, I think anything on the Florida side revolves around Alex Barkov. Um, you know, th- there's really no good way to get exposure to Barkov because he just plays so many minutes and he plays with everybody. Uh, he plays on the top line, you know, with now Carter Verhage and Mason Marchment, you know, Duclair was there. He, he got hurt and then Marchment came up and then Vetrano was there and Marchment again. And then Duclair came back and he was there and now he's gone again. So, you know, basically you're talking about this revolving door of wingers around Barkov and it doesn't end there, you know, on the power play, he's playing with four guys who aren't his even strength line mates uh, with Hornfist and Huberto holding down that second line. Um, and then he kills penalties and he's out there, you know, with, with whoever, you know, his penalty kill mate is the third, fourth liners. So really 
if you want to do a player prop in this game, I think you just look at the Barkov over uh, for shots. You could bet on Barkov to score a point, but I don't love the value on that one, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't really think that there's a way around uh, this game sort of centering on Barkov and his immense skill set. So I think I'll be focusing on the defensive side of things and betting the under uh, because this is only one of two games that is in six and a half. And I just don't see this one, you know, holding up candle to honestly a few other games on this slate in terms of pace, in terms of tempo. And I will bet on the goalies, you know, just being average. And that's all you need for this under the hit. Um, sorry. Next game. We have Dallas on the road in Detroit. Uh, Detroit fresh off a big victory versus Carolina, as we already talked about. Uh, most noteworthy in that game was Adam Ernie scoring two goals. You know, that Adam Ernie, a uh, guy famous for boarding his uh, future NHL teammate, Jonathan Juen, and getting suspended for a month <laughs> in juniors. Like it was, you know, a big controversy. Uh, but he can play too. He's got good hands. He's, you know, he's got some size and he's playing on a power play unit with Dylan Larkin and Philip Pronick and Philip Zadina. Um, basically anyone named Philip in the NHL, just, just pile him in on that power play and Adam Ernie will score. So this one has me pretty intrigued because Detroit comes in at plus 175. And, you know, I've been on here saying, yeah, I think Dallas is a pretty good team. And I do think that, you know, I think they're fine. They're, they're rounding back in the form, um, you know, with Radulov coming back into the lineup, and, you know, everyone's basically healthy except for Rupe Hints, who, you know, we don't even know day of the game if he's going to play or not. And that's going to be like that all season. And it's unfortunate for him. But, you know, hopefully when he does play, he can still be productive. Um, so where I'm thinking of that is I just I, I do think that this home dog is, you know, as uh, as our as our boys on Friday would say, like these home dogs do have some bite. Um, you know, Cam Stewart and Chris Meany, they always talk about these home dogs and, you know, he gives you the bark and all that. Uh, I'm not going to do the barking, but, you know, just just imagine Cam doing that when I talk about this Detroit team um, because he did show some life. And I do think, you know, if they have a functional power play, that's been most of their problem this year. Um, they've actually been okay at five on five. It's just been terrible special teams. Um, so I'll write a little bit of the power play juice um, and just think that, you know, maybe they keep this game close and even, even 40% of the time they take home a W here at home. So um, give me the Detroit money line, but otherwise, as far as player props are concerned, I think this Dallas side is very convoluted just right now in terms of how they're being deployed. You know, as I mentioned, they're becoming fully healthy and there's just not a ton of concentration of their offense. You know, we have guys like Jason Robertson getting top power play time. Um, you know, Radulov with his line mates is on the second power play. So like even that first line, you can't really stack all the way up. Uh, we'll see if that changes, but it's just, it's Dallas. They have nine guys who be on the top power play and none of them really separate from the rest in my estimation. So um, I'm mostly staying away from them. The one guy who I do think is worth a shot is Joe Pavelski uh, over two and a half shots. You can still get plus money on that. I have no problems if, you know, that's the angle you want to take on this game, but I think I might be focusing more on uh, you know, a guy like Dylan Larkin because unlike Dallas, Detroit is just running out their main dudes 24, 25 minutes. Uh, you know, that's Dylan Larkin, that's Anthony Mantha, even Robbie Fabry's gotten, you know, crazy amount of minutes lately. 
and you know, that's for the better for us, for us betters, for us fantasy people, you, you got to take into account when there's literally a 25% difference in expected ice time. So I do think that Dylan Larkin offers some decent value, um, but maybe going with a long shot at a Murney uh, return or not return, but a follow-up act plus 550 to score a goal playing on the power play with Larkin with Ronick, you know, just uh, seems like a solid unit with solid talent. Uh, you can sprinkle some money on that plus 550, I think. So uh, let's go to the best game, in my opinion, of the night, Winnipeg at Edmonton. We did get some, you know, slate altering news on Wednesday, which not many people got because Edmonton's beat writers are apparently too busy complaining about analytics to do their jobs. Um, but we did see Leon Dreisaitl and McDavid broken up again. So McDavid played. Uh, all game with Nugent Hopkins and Pugliarvi, obviously given their scoreline seven to three, uh, Edmonton had a pretty good game, I would say. So I would imagine that remains the same. Now, of course, this has wild implications as far as DFS is concerned. You know, it changes how you stack with Connor McDavid, but it also impacts you know how you bet on this game. Um, so I, I mean, I do think you can absolutely play Leon Draisaitl. I mean, he's he's still put up a huge you know, a huge game Wednesday, he had three assists. He, you know, just, he did exactly what you would expect out of Leon Dreisaitl. But what I loved about him with McDavid is that he was the ultimate trigger man. You know, he was, uh, he was upwards of seven, eight shot attempts per night. Um, but now that mantle is sort of passed back to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. So I think what I'm doing from this one is I am using both of my center spots on DraftKings with Oilers, you know, McDavid, Nugent Hopkins, and I will make the rest work. I will figure it out. Um, you know, Pulley is going to be sort of a part of that rotating revolving door on the first power play. So I'm not entirely sure you need to do like every single Edmonton stack with a Pulley Um, but you should definitely sprinkle him in there because he's, you know, he's just been priced down as if he's not playing with the greatest player in the NHL. And so, you know, that's, that's obviously different here. So I think you should be sprinkling in some Pulley Um, as far as player props, I mean, I just want to I just want to call out this Ryan Hopkins plus two ten to score a goal. Um, Kyler Yamamoto is plus two thirty five. And look, I'm not going to sit here and be smirked Kyler Yamamoto because he's a fine player. He you know he's definitely had a good impact on the top six in Edmonton since he showed up, but he's not a goal scorer. And Ryan Hopkins is leaps and bounds better of a goal scorer than you know than Yamamoto is and. Plus 210, given now a new 5-on-5 role with McDavid, um, a power play job, obviously. I just think he absolutely gets there. Um, I think that's a great value bet at plus 210. But if you want to be a little safer, his shot prop also offers great value at minus one, uh, let's see, minus 162 here, uh, over two and a half. Like that just seems like a really, really strong bet to me. So my player props here will be focused on the Edmonton side and the Ryan Nugent Hopkins uh, specifically. However, you know, any game against Edmonton, Winnipeg, I think is absolutely in play too. You know, they're plus 120. Um, they're even worth a bet. I think, you know, they're coming off a strong win versus Montreal. Um, a road back to back, you know, that's a little tough for me to actually go all in on the betting uh, for the Winnipeg side. But in DFS, you know, a game stack is certainly in order. You know, you want to talk uh, Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, Nick Allers even. Like, all these guys are 
really cheap given the matchup and given just how talented we know they are. So that's just sort of, um, you know, the way I'm leading on the Winnipeg side is just, I want to game stack this one. You know, I think this one will have a ton of tempo, a ton of goals. And uh, I think anyone who's brave enough to just go a full on game stack will be richly rewarded on Thursday night. Um, so with that said, over your six and a half, just go for it, you know, five to four, let's see it. And uh, yeah, it's two more games to round out the night, uh, Minnesota at Colorado in maybe uh, the best matchup. If you just want to talk like, you know, talent on paper of the night, I think that Minnesota Colorado is also going to be a playoff preview, uh, the two, three seeds out West and Colorado in this one is a minus 139 favorite uh, an awful lot of respect being given to this Minnesota team which has been very impressive so far uh this season so I think I am leaning slightly toward the uh Minnesota side of things especially now that we have Cal McCarr uh seemingly confirmed not to draw back in on Thursday he might have to wait until Saturday um and Minnesota's just playing so freaking well like I you know, they've just been really impressive. Their defensive system is doing exactly what you would expect, um, you know, which is limit high danger shots and four shots from the outside. So anytime their goalies play, I'm basically, you know, making room for them in my DFS lineups. And this time they're even going to be a bit cheaper, 7,600 for whoever starts. I certainly think that going goalie here is a good way to go about things. Um, as far as player props are concerned, Matt Zuccarello at minus 150 is just one of the more egregious lines that we've been offered. Like you thought they were beginning to learn because, you know, he was, he was basically even money. And then as him and Kaprizov really gelled, you saw the, the line rise, you know, a lot, Tuesday we talked about it at minus 200, but because they're in a tougher matchup where if they're losing, they might shoot even more, you know, score effects and all that. Um, he goes on to minus 150 to go over one and a half. You know, I just, I just don't know. I just don't really see how that makes sense. Um, I think that's the best value bet in this game. And I think that's the best value bet on the night. Um, Matt Zuccarello's hit that in nine out of 10 games coming into this one. And again, he and Kaprizov have been really good. They've earned a first line job in Edmonton or in Minnesota. I don't know why I said Edmonton, but um, you know, Minnesota here, playing them 18, 19 minutes a night, and they're on the top power play together. Kaprizov is a passer. Zuccarello, not a great shooter, but that's why you're getting him at over one and a half for minus 150. And I just, you know, he's been doing it, and I think he will continue to do it. No problem, no sweat here on Thursday. Um, and on the Colorado side, if you really wanted to, Miko Rantanen, uh, you know, I, I think that Chris Meany sort of, you know, writes it in our little – you know, he, he tells Pat, like, hey, Pat, just make sure you, uh, you know, make sure these guys don't have the show anymore if they don't mention Nico Rantanen for me. And then he signs a little uh, thank you note, and then he just ships it off. So shout out to Chris there. He would definitely tell you to be slamming this Nico Rantanen over two and a half. Um, you know, he's just been shooting a lot lately. So, you know, you, you do love to see that from a guy with the talent that Rantanen has. And I think that that line just probably should be three and a half because he's been hitting a number, uh, a lot of shots every night. So let's get over to the last game of the night here. We have Arizona taking on Anaheim. Um, and, you know, as I alluded to in the prize pick segment, 
I do think that this game is ripe for a lot of tempo and tempo means a lot of shots taken, a lot of shots blocked maybe, uh, which leads me directly to a guy who's been basically driving Arizona's offense as limited as it may be in Jacob Chikrin. Um, so Jacob Chikrin here is 6,300 over on DraftKings. He's pretty expensive. So I think that'll keep him, you know, a bit under the radar, but I also do think that, you know, you're talking about a guy who's gone only against Minnesota and Colorado for his last 10 games with one stop in LA along the way there. And even then he's still at over four and a half blocks plus shots at night. Um, he's doing everything for this team. He's on the top power play. Uh, we know he has multi-goal potential in him. You know, he's one of those defensemen who is involved on the power play. He's really, you know, he's around the net front even sometimes. He's, you know, he's an animal. So I just really, really like Jake Chikrin. I think he could easily hit the shots and the blocks bonus in this one. And hell, I think he could even hit the uh, three-point bonus too over on DraftKings. So, you know, unfortunately, we don't have a ton of player props surrounding Chikrin. Um, But if you can find them, you know, feel free to pile them away because I do think that this is a, you know, a really good spot for him. And on the, you know, on the Arizona side, as I mentioned uh, with Clayton Keller, um, it does seem like Connor Garland has maybe played his way into the doghouse. Uh, I honestly can't explain it. I don't know why he didn't get a lick of power play time last game, um, but that happened. So you know, any of the guys on the top power play, of course, they're not going to be the best plays because Connor Garland is better than, you know, than who else they could put out there. Um, but it doesn't really matter when you're going against this Anaheim team. We saw that with Colorado. Um, they are just not that good. They don't really have it unless they have, you know, a, an A-plus goaltending night. They're going to they're gonna give up goals. So I, I just – I really think that this Arizona side is a good bet at minus 127. But I even think the over five and a half is a really good bet as well. Like it just doesn't really strike me as a low tempo, low scoring type game. Uh, Just given the way these guys have played, you know, both teams have been really allowing it defensively, even when you adjust it for opponents, um, you know, both these teams have had pretty rough matchups. There's just a lot of tempo in these games. So uh, yeah, I'm here for the over. On the Anaheim side, uh, not really too much to speak of. You know, it was fun while we had Ricard Raquel at these ridiculously low prices, both betting and DFS. But it seems like they've caught up. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not rushing to the counter to jam in any of these Raquel-related player props. So I think I'm mostly staying away from the Anaheim side here. Um, just will point out that despite getting throttled nine to four. Nine to four, eight to four. I don't know. They scored a lot of goals and then gave up even more goals. Um, Adam Henrique and Trevor Zegras were together um, and they actually had a positive possession game, which, like, if you watched that game, you would not expect it because, you know, uh, <laughs> Anaheim spent the entire game in their own zone after the first period. Um, but they were out there. They were the only two guys who were on the team who, you know, could say that. And they're very cheap on DFS sites. So, you know, if you want to get crazy, I think you can stack those two guys up. Um, you might even be able to, you know, place a flyer on Trevor Zegers at plus 425 to score a goal. Um, I know DJ's, you know, been talking my ear off about how Zegers is shooting the puck more. And so how you got to buy in on uh, the world junior, you know, U.S. 
hero in Trevor Zegras. So I'm here for it, and I'm here to relay that message as well. Um, so right, that'll do it for the 10 games here. I will just recap a few of our favorite bets on the slate. Um, you know, feel free to string these together in a parlay or to just bet them singles. You know, that depends on whatever you want to do for fun. So um, let's start it off with Andrei Svechnikov. Of course, you know, that's not that exciting. It's pretty boring, actually, because we tell you to do this every damn slate, but it's profitable. And really, what's more fun than making money, you know? So Svechnikov will be the first one. Matt Zuccarello will be the second one. So those are two really good shot props. I think you can bet those in any matchup at these prices. And I think the matchups that they are in are actually pretty good ones for it in any case. And then a bit of a longer, you know, longer odds bet. Patrick Kane, multi-point game, uh, plus 290, I believe I, let's, let's just make sure on that. Oh, plus 190 for Patrick Kane, multi-point game. Um, you know, that is some longer odds. I do think that that's absolutely um, a, a strong value here. You know, he doesn't smash 50% of the time, sure. But I do think that, you know, 30% of the time um, he just, he erupts. And I don't think that uh, these odds properly account for that. I think they're a bit too over, uh, they're a bit too depressed because of the matchup with Tampa. Um, so I will be attacking that both in DFS and in the betting streets. Um, and then if you want to talk DFS, I would suggest you head on over to the Morning Skate podcast at Morning Skate Pod on Twitter, uh, where, you know, we cover the slate very in depth. Um, but if you're just looking for, you know, a couple things uh, to get your DFS day started, a couple of my favorite goalies, I mentioned Capo Kakinen, uh, Cam Talbot, whoever starts from Minnesota. I, I, I think that that price on them, plus the ability for them to literally see 35 shots, even at a loss, uh, just makes them some of the best, you know, combo floor ceiling uh, goalies, whoever starts, obviously. So just keep an eye on that news. Um, and then if you're looking to spend up in net, my favorite spend is Sergei Bobrovsky, 8.2. Um, you know, maybe Chris Dreger at 8, 8K flat if he does play. Um, but Florida, I, I just think that this game hits the under, and I don't really, I'm not that threatened by Nashville. Um, and I think that Florida does give up some, you know, some some easy shots and lets Bob uh, have a nice, nice day for you. Um, lastly, we'll just mention a couple stacks. Uh, to help get your offensive side of things started. Um, so as far as upside is concerned, I'm really interested in jamming in this Boston one. As I mentioned with Pasternak and the prize picks, as I mentioned with Bergeron when we talked about this game, there's just so much upside here. I think that 10 games will really depress ownership across the board. And I think that Bergeron comes in as a slight value, you know, at 7.9K. So I have no problem going with that, you know, two-man stack, adding on Marshan to it too. He's expensive, but upside's absolutely there. And uh, Matt Grizzlick at 5K as their power play mate, totally fine with it. Um, maybe this time they won't miss the empty net, you know, with a minute to go because, you know, just what an awful experience to, to be live sweating Boston 1, only to see them uh, – Marchand missed over the net from within the blue line. Like, you know, just like one nest. <laughs> who does that? Like who tries to go bar down on an empty net? But uh, Brad Marchand does. Yeah, not, probably not that surprising given his uh, status in the league. All right, for the second stack, it's probably not going to be too much of a surprise, but 
Edmonton one is just ridiculously cheap now that they've rekindled their lines. McDavid, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Yessi Pogliarvi. Um, you know, that's just a really crazy cheap stack given they could even have power play one exposure together. Um, just way cheaper than you would expect it. You know, if you asked me two weeks ago about that stack before they were split up for the first time. Um, and if you really want a pure punt to go with that, Ethan Bear, 2.5, should draw in on defense and is the classic guy who you just play in hopes, you know, hope he hits the blocks bonus on DraftKings or hope, you know, he passes he passes McDavid the puck and McDavid does McDavid things and scores. So um, I really do like that one, uh, that stack. And obviously Tyson Berry, since he will be playing on Thursday, you know, makes sense as well, coming off of a four-assist night. So that will do it for these 10 games. Um, you know, obviously would love to hear your feedback via the YouTube comments, via tweets. Uh, I am at Fake Moods. Um, and be sure to stay tuned to the Mayo Media that, uh, Twitter for more content, more information, uh, and so on. So last thing, uh, big thanks to PrizePix. Make sure you head on over to prizepix.com and use promo code MMN when you sign up for a match deposit bonus. And best of luck on this Thursday. So thank you for listening. I am Matt. We'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm.